Coming up on Philosophy Talk. What would Jesus do? For me, what's interesting about Jesus is he's this model of a life of virtue. And what does that tell us about politics? I have no idea. Jesus, help me find my proper place. Do we know anything about Jesus' views on contemporary moral problems? What would Jesus really think? It's complicated. Our guest is Andrew Fiala, author of What Would Jesus Really Do? The Power and Limits of Jesus' Moral Teachings. It's not that there are no good answers, but there are better and worse answers, and we got to figure those out as we go. Recorded in front of a live audience at the College of the Sequoias in Visalia, California. What Would Jesus Do? Coming up on Philosophy Talk. This holiday season, give the gift of thought. Support the thinker in your life with a gift subscription to our library of more than 500 episodes. More information on our website, philosophytalk.org slash purchase. This is Philosophy Talk. Radio that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Today we're recording the program at the College of the Sequoias in Visalia, California. Our thinking originates at Philosopher's Corner on a lovely Stanford campus. Today's program is part of the Arts and Lecture Series here at the College of the Sequoias. Welcome to Philosophy Talk. Ken, our topic tonight is, what would Jesus do? John, that's a, that's a good and interesting question. I mean, millions of people believe that Jesus is the Lord, the Son of God, sent to earth to teach us how to live. Many others, including some of the founding fathers like uh, Jefferson or modern-day Unitarians, and a lot of people who don't consider themselves Christian at all, aren't convinced that Jesus is the Son of God, but they still think that he was a great moral teacher, one of the most important moral teachers. And when believers and non-believers alike uh, confront an ethical decision or a morally loaded issue, they often ask themselves, what would Jesus do here? How would Jesus have voted on California's Proposition 8? That is, what views did he have or would he have had on same-sex marriage? What would he counsel President Obama to do about Afghanistan? Would he have been a nation builder, a pacifist? an anti-terrorist or what? Would he oppose the death penalty? Would he pay his taxes without protest? Would he oppose abortion? Some abortions, all abortions? How about euthanasia? There are so many issues. It would be good to have the advice of this great moral teacher about whether or not he was as divine as some people think. Well, okay, so let's think about how we're going to answer that question. I mean, in order to ask these questions and answer them, we need to know something about Jesus, about the historical (laughs) Jesus, what he said, what he thought, what he did. Of course, you know, there's a problem with that. Just about everything about the historical Jesus has been questioned by somebody or other, including even his existence. So there may not even have been a Jesus. Well, you know, we like to question everything, but we can't question everything all the time. I mean, we've we got to make some assumptions to get started on our topic. So I, I think the ground rules are we assume that Jesus did exist. I think that's pretty plausible. And what's also plausible that the Gospels, although written 60 or so years after he lived, 
are still accurate, at least on the points on which they agree. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I hate to be the skeptical one, but there's a problem. The Gospels don't agree on everything. They don't all tell the familiar story of his birth in Bethlehem, for example. Matthew has Jesus saying things on the mount that Luke has him saying on the plain. So, well, picky, picky. I mean, <laughs> look, we were interested in what Jesus would tell us, what moral advice he would give us, and for our purposes... The Gospels pretty much agree on Jesus' moral teachings. Moreover, many of them agree that the core of these teachings comes down to something that Luke has a version of in chapter 6, and it goes like this. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your coat, don't withhold your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And of him who takes away your goods, do not even ask for them back. As you wish men would do to you, do so to them. You know, I don't know what that says about abortion or euthanasia, but I, I see one clear, one clear implication of that. It's pretty clear that Jesus wouldn't oppose single-sex marriage. He'd have to ask himself this question if he were thinking about this issue. If I were gay, wouldn't I want people to allow me to marry? And then he would have to do as he would want to be done to if he were gay. And so, ipso facto, QED, he'd have to vote for gay marriage. Well, I, I, I don't want to rain on your parade and, uh, you know, r ruin what, what I'm sure is one of your first excursions into Jesus' interpretation. But when Jesus was asked about divorce, he actually expressed a pretty traditional view of marriage. He pointed out that God made man and woman, and when they were married, they become one. And, and he, his view on divorce was even a little bit more strict than that of the Old Testament. He said there should be no divorce, except in the case of unfaithfulness of the wife. <laughs> I'm not at all convinced he would be so keen to vote well, for gay marriage. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. If man and man marry, then they become one too, so, but I don't know. But look, he, maybe he was traditional about marriage, but you have to admit that he would be way over on the liberal side of things on other things. I mean, actually, he sounds pretty much like a socialist. Take this. Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of, of God, he said. And to the rich, he said... Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth. Go sell what you have and give to the poor. And famously, he observed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. That sounds like class warfare. Definitely a Democrat, maybe even a socialist. Oh, Ken, Ken, Ken. So superficial. <laughs> Jesus was an individualist. He thought people should give to the poor, yes, but of their own free will, not because uh, the state extracts taxes from them and then redistributes them to the poor. Give to, to Caesar what's Caesar, remember uh, that. I think if Jesus had followed the 2008 presidential election, maybe he was from some point of view or another, I, I don't think he would have been all that enthused by those politicians that want to take everyone's money, give it to the state, and then redistribute it to have to have the state write our ills, admittedly, he would not have been so impressed by sellouts to corporations either. And maybe it's not so easy to figure out what Jesus would actually do. But, you know, I think we need some help here. We need the help of an expert. Well, you may be right, but luckily we have it. Andrew Fiala, who wrote the book, What Would Jesus Really Do?, is backstage, and he's going to join us in a bit. And we'll want our live audience here in Visalia to be part of the conversation, too. But first, our roving philosophical reporter, Molly Samuel, files this report. What do we want? Equality! What do we want? Now! 
Debates over legalizing same-sex marriage have been framed as pitting believers against non-believers. And to take a stand for marriage. But there are Christians on both sides of the divide, citing Jesus' teachings to back up their beliefs, either for or against same-sex marriage. So does the Bible say anything about gay marriage? No, it doesn't. Father Luis Rodriguez is the rector at the Episcopal Church of the Savior in Hanford, California. And over in Madeira, Father Larry Toski is the pastor at St. Jochum's Parish. Well, the Bible would not consider gay marriage to be moral or acceptable. Hanford and Madeira are about an hour's drive away from each other in California's Central Valley. Madeira is a farming hub located at the center of California. If you take the width of the state and the length of the state and find the middle, we say we're the heart of California. Hanford's a smaller town. It used to be an active train depot. Hanford, I suppose it's seen lots of changes, certainly economically, but it still has this sort of, um, this great lady feel, you know, a, a little worse for wear, but very dignified. <laughs> Both churches are active in the surrounding communities, and every day both serve food to the hungry. I need a kiss, both do not agree on extending the rights of marriage to same-sex couples. Father Rodriguez says Jesus wouldn't exclude anyone. What we see consistently in Jesus is his commitment to care and advocacy for the most disenfranchised in society. And these aren't people who are disenfranchised primarily because of something they've done. It's because of something they are. But that's not the point, according to Father Toski. If we uh, condemn murder, are we discriminating against murderers? If we condemn stealing, are we discriminating against thieves? Sinful activity is distinct from discriminating against a person. Father Toski emphasizes that the Catholic tradition is made up of much more than just scripture. He's also guided by church doctrine and Episcopal Father Rodriguez cites the importance of the church community in his beliefs. Nonetheless, both can point to passages in the Bible that back up their arguments. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed Jesus is about finding ways in which people can be included in the process of the human enterprise as opposed to excluded. That's not what Father Toski says. Males did shameful things with males and thus received in their own persons the due penalty for their perversity. That's very clear language. According to Father Rodriguez, judging anyone based on who he or she is borders on heresy. If your religion makes you feel superior in any way, it is not real religion. It's something else. And to Father Toski, not making those kinds of judgments amounts to the same thing. There's a whole clear message about morality, about right and wrong. It, it has to be in the context from which it comes. It's nonsensical to take it out of context. I think it's unfair and even intellectually dishonest to do so. In this case, if you're wondering what Jesus would do, the answer probably depends on who you ask. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Molly Samuel. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.